podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome once again to another Match Day edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm James. <laughs> I'm James, and tonight I'm joined by Andy. Mr. Tuesday night, six o'clock himself. Six o'clock! Oh, anyway, what's coming up? <laughs> uh, could we be angry about being sat in traffic for a bit? Oh, 100%. Okay, all right, I'm over it now, let's go. Episode 119, we're discussing our away fixture and the return of fans into stadiums with our trip to St Mary's, Southampton. Coming up, we discuss our head-to-head record, how the teams line up, give our predictions for the game, and then as always, we'll have a chat afterwards. Yeah, so fans back in grounds, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Well, if you're a Southampton fan, yeah. Unfair advantage, but we get one when we play West Brom. We've got an unfair advantage anyway. We've got Rafinha on the pitch. Oh, so head-to-head record. We've won 46, drawn 20 and lost 27. So we're favourites then? Basically, yeah. Come on, Leeds. Good memories against Southampton in the past, have you? Oh, yeah, plenty. Well, you- there's one that always stands out. I think I spoke about it last time. It's when they beat us 1-0 at our place the season they went up and Kelvin Davis was just like flipping Iron Man in the sticks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, where he had his, his day, basically. I think they've renamed that day Kelvin Davis Day in Southampton. They have a bank holiday. Mate, it was ridiculous. Honestly, I've ne- it was so inspired. It was infuriating, but anyway. I always think back to like, uh, what was it called? Was it the Dell? Like yes. Before St. Mary's. An old computer. Yeah. And do you remember like the depth of the nets? There wasn't much to them, was there? And Matt Letizia always broke them. Yeah. That's all I remember. Yeah. Uh, and Michael Bridges scoring in the sky blue kit. Yeah, you're right, actually. I think of that 1-0 game because it's the most recent frustrating one. But I always go back to the uh, Liam Miller game mm. when we won 4-3. Okay, oh, 3-0 yeah. down. 2005-6. Were you at that game? No, I wasn't. It was Matthew. I bet he was, wasn't he? He was, yes. Good lad. Uh, so team news we're well as I say we've been stuck in traffic heading back we're at Andy's house which was great by the way I came via Marcelo Bielsa's house to get here I don't know if that's a good omen or a bad omen did you see him I know he's in Southampton (laughs) was that a genuine question yeah it's been a a long day (laughs) so yeah we sort of came in and Andy's like have you heard the team news and I was like "Uh, no just thinking like well I know click and cock which sound like some sort of horse pantomime duo uh, I've been granted permission to leave <laughs> and they've been granted permission to leave the country to you know for international duty not you're allowed to finally leave we've kept you captive in Leeds for this long uh, and yeah you you sort of broke this news to me and I'm shocked but tell us about it well I said that every time that we've got Rafinha on the pitch it's an unfair advantage to Leeds but we've actually given an unfair advantage to Southampton and to West Bromwich Albion <laughs> Because Bielsa said he wants to see Kiko Casilla finish the season in goal. Maybe it's a goodbye, Kiko. I just hope he's either A, testing him out and saying, right, see you later. I'm making my mind up on you, you guff. Or B, he's going, well, I'm definitely going to play Pablo against West Brom. And Pablo needs his song singing. And we need Kiko there to finish the rest of the song off, don't we? It's a it's a weird one, Kiko, isn't it? Because everyone was pretty reserved about their opinion of him for a long time, but now it very much seems like everyone is vocal in saying, yeah, don't really want Kiko in the club. Well, we've got the best goalkeeper in the Premier League now, in my opinion, or the best prospect goalkeeper at least. Kind of guessing that we will see a big difference between the two. It'll be a noticeable difference between the two, and I think everyone will even appreciate Melier even more after tonight. We've actually got a lot to thank Kiko for, because if it wasn't for Kiko, Melier wouldn't have got his chance in sticks. 
if he'd proven how crappy he was like early, early does, then Melier probably wouldn't have started with a signing of a keeper. So cheers, Kiko. What about Southampton? Do we know much about them? Danny Ings, his, his contract's running out. Let's talk of him. Well, he's got like 18 months left and they might cash in. So there's talk of, you know, all this stuff with Harry Kane maybe leaving and him maybe going on Spurs, etc. Yeah. Do you know anything else? Nah. Nah, I don't. <laughs> Southampton. Ward Prowse, free I'll, kicks. Do you know what? I like Ward Prowse. <laughs> he's good, isn't he? He's, uh, he's someone I always sign on FIFA. Well, not anymore, because now I'm like looking at Rodrigo de Paul's, who's not coming or whatever, but you know what I mean? Theodore Walcott signed a new contract, I know that. Oh, no, he's, oh, he's agreed a preliminary contract to summit like that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But I'm not too bothered about Southampton. They're just, I'd put them in there, which would infuriate me if I was a Southampton fan. I put them in the, what a nice club mm. category. They're just so beige that I'm not really bothered. If they beat us today, I'll be annoyed because I hate it when we lose. They're a, they're a strange club under Hasenhutl as well, aren't they? They'll they'll come out and win some games when you think, well, yeah, they probably shouldn't have won that and then also get hammered like 9-1 or whatever it was. His name's really pleasing to say, isn't it? Hasenhutl. Hasenhutl. <laughs> Makes you Is he, where's he from? Is he Austrian? Is that, yeah, he's Austrian. He's got to be Austrian, hasn't it? I think he's the Austrian Klopp. Back on Kiko, though, quickly. I've obviously uh, <laughs> given him my opinion, saying his guppies a hundred times better than I could ever be because he's a professional footballer. But I think if we're going to continue, we need to be looking at better. Um, we need to get an, a backup keeper who we have confidence in. And I don't think the defence have confidence in him, do you? I think it's never obvious, the lack of confidence, because they're always like really positive. They're positive guys, aren't they? But there is just something about it when he's there that there's like an uncertainty of some sort, isn't there? You know, like, well the one that screams out is always going to be the, the the playoff semi-final, but there's always just that like, should I clear the ball? Is Kiko coming? And there's always that kind of sort of like little bit of anxiety. Anything that comes, it is near post where he should never be beaten. And he's always beaten is the worry. The clean catches that are always punches as well, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's just daft. One other thing we've got to touch on is Rodrigo starting instead of Tyler Roberts. Yeah, that's good. And Cooper's back in for strike. I think uh, after the other day, it would be hard not to play Rodrigo. I think the challenge is him playing in that role because yeah. he's an out-and-out striker. But yeah, it's good. Good to see him on the pitch. You want him to get game time because you want him to feel like he's enjoying it at Leeds. You don't want him to have any cast any doubt about being here because I think it is the right place for him to be. And I think next year, I think he's the one to watch, to be honest. Today's lineup to me screams taking it seriously, but also doing a couple of experiments to see where we need improvement. So I think... Goal. <laughs> goal and the number 10 role if you like yeah, yeah. seeing how we get on with that uh, I'm glad to see Cooper back in I do feel sorry for Strike because I think he's unbelievable but again young lad made brilliant start to his Leeds United career in the Premier League maybe just needs a rest who knows yeah definitely and I think like we said before you know Cooper is the natural leader of that group and it makes sense for him to be on the pitch playing and, and fair play to Bielsa for honouring that because that's probably a difficult decision for every other manager out there. It's a dangerous looking team that though, isn't it? Oh, you're having a look at it. What's, what have we got? So it's Casilla, Aileen Cooper, Lorente, Alioski, Phillips, Dallas, Harrison, <laughs> Rodrigo, Rafinha, Rod Bamford. Yeah, that is good. It's just making me smile. Think about it. wonder if Mr. Southgate will be watching. Oh. Anyway... So we've been reading the forums. Uh, Andy, can you insert some sort of seagull noise as we read these as well? I'll, I'll give it my very best. Apologies Thanks. in advance. Leeds. <laughs> Leeds are streets ahead of us in terms of quality. Uh, true. There are 10 more goals for and 10 fewer goals against. 
and they are extremely well organised in every department, unlike us. That's a helicopter going for <laughs> And this guy was like, with full team fit and firing, we are better than Leeds. They are very overrated. And then someone was saying... What a dumbass. Someone said... To this, be handy to test this theory on Tuesday, but we've got a couple of players out. Agree with this, Leeds are very overrated. Bielsa is very much a media favourite. They've only just avoided relegation, haven't they? Because the bottom three are that crap. There's a few teams we've got very lucky this season. People that say that we're overrated is because they look at us, they look at us where that we are in the table versus how much we talked about. Bye. But they don't actually watch the games and actually see like us playing football. Yeah, living rent free. You yeah. love to see it. The thing is, their good players are very good, but the average or bad players are very bad and very average. They've got a couple of players I like, but other than that, I'm not interested. Yeah, agreed. Referee for today's game, sponsored by El Loco. It's not sponsored by, but El Loco Joe on Twitter. Thanks ever so much as usual. Love you. Love you. Love you. Uh, Peter Banks. Banks took charge of the loss to Villa at home and Crawley Town in the FA Cup. Oh, he also, he refed the QPR loss, the 1-0 one, one, Naki Wells double handball. Was that a Loftus Road? That's the one I went to with Matthew, isn't it? I just, last, last year. Yeah, it is. You're just breaking my heart with this information. See, I never remember like any of the names of these refs and like every time I would just go, oh God. But I do remember this one and he's just, he was useless in that game. Excellent. So a useless ref and a dodgy keeper. Good times. Predictions. Well, based on that information, 2-0 to Southampton. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I feel about this one. It's a weird one. I'm confident because we've obviously been on a good run. We had that wobble at Brighton, but yeah, is this is this a South Coast thing? <laughs> Attacking-wise, we look good. Our front five look dangerous. Our back four is good and as central midfield. I'm just worried about Kiko. He loves to flap and... It, we've seen how he doesn't always necessarily deal with pressure and this looks like a pressure situation. I'm sure if he's like all calm and chill, maybe he's the best keeper in the world. But whenever there's a little bit of scrutiny or pressure, I think, sadly, he appears to flap and that doesn't build me with, well, fill me with much confidence. We obviously learned the other day that the players are given a bonus on where they finish in the league. Maybe that's what he's doing. So Angus Kinnear mentioned this on the Squareball podcast. So the Leeds players are going to be up for it. I don't know how it's structured with other clubs. I assume it's the same, but I suspect if we finish like in a decent position, eighth or ninth, they're going to get a good bonus. So I think they'll be... <laughs> Not that it's the reason they'll be up for it, because they're up for it anyway, because of those sort of characters, but it's an added incentive and I think they'll go out all guns blazing today. And Bielsa said the other day that whenever the, someone's wearing that shirt and going out for that team, there's there's no kind of being on the beach. There's No, well, exactly. But he also wouldn't allow shirt, it, would he? He wouldn't allow it. I think he used the word obliged to put yeah. on a performance. So change my mind, 3-0 leads. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it'll be tougher than we anticipate, but equally Southampton have got nothing to play for unless they're on some good bonus structure. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say, I think they might nick one. I'm going to say 2-1 to Leeds though. I feel positive. It, the fans will have an impact, you'd have thought. But if you look what happened to Barnsley last night, mm. they lost 1-0. Maybe Leeds are going to use it to their advantage. Maybe the pressure of the Southampton fans being disgruntled might help us. Word? My word is tea. We haven't had any tea. Pizza. Boom. Right, let's go get some pizza. What about your word? <laughs> oh, I've, all I'm thinking right now is pizza. So, pizza. <laughs> six o'clock kickoff. What a joke. They're rubbish, aren't they? It's like literally six minutes before kickoff. We've got to go sort out tea, get settled. Yeah. Anyway. I'll be glad when these bloody weird times end. And the good times roll. Exactly. See you after this. All right, he played a good pass. Who? 
Kaiko. Kaiko Casilla. It was a very good ball. But I still stand by it. I, I, I said to you we should have thrown it. It'd have been away much quicker. But anyway, Leeds United 2, Southampton nil. Talk to me. Well, that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it started off looking like a bit of an exhibition. Um, but the commentators summed up well for once, didn't they? Saying we were patient. Would you agree? I think patient was a very good word, actually, because I think you're right. You could go into one of those games, especially at the end of the season, with a few players that haven't played regular football and go a bit gung-ho, but we still we stuck to whatever the plan was, the Bielsa masterpiece plan, and uh, it paid off in the end. What did you make of Kiko's performance? Obviously, I was bagging him in the first half of the pod. I tweeted in the first half a sarcastic, oh, we caught one type thing, which I feel... <laughs> I feel harsh about now, but it's true. Like he does put, he usually just punches them out and he chose to catch one on that occasion. I still, I stand by what we said in the first half. We don't look as, um, assured. Yeah. Assured is the right word. Yeah. No one wanted to like pass it to him. There's a little bit more panic in front of him. I felt, but you know, he had a good performance at the end of the day. He actually kept us in it. He made a few good saves in the first half. Did he? Yes. I'm I'm not being controversial. I can't remember them. Well, he did. Oh, Go okay. back and watch the highlights. Uh, and if only highlight I remember is if, if he saved it, was that Ward Prowse one that hit the corner of the bar? He had that covered, but... No, in the first half, he made a couple of saves. Um, were they routine or were they good? I genuinely can't remember. I'm not even no, point. they were good saves. There was one night shortly after I, I mocked him for catching it where he was... It, it flashed at him, didn't it? I can't remember specifically and it's pointless. I'm not going to describe it. Look at us two being on the beach as well. <laughs> I don't remember what the bloody game was. I don't remember the leads, but to be fair, I had a child's foot in my face at that point. But I thought, yeah, I thought we were good. Assured is is the right word. And I think you sort of said in the first few minutes, oh, it's not looking good here or, you know, a bit nervy about it. But my nan's calling me. Get her on. She's calling me about the football. Shall I answer it? Yeah, go on. Hiya, Nan, you all right? Hello? 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 This is quality content. Nan? Just what the listeners needed. It was a bit of a nervy start. Yeah, nervy start, first few minutes. But then I pointed out to you, as Calvin Phillips, friend of the podcast, who actually said this on the podcast that one time. Friend. We sometimes, well, they, they always look to see how a team sets up when they go out. So the first few minutes, five, ten minutes, look a bit uncomfortable, but we're, they're basically sussing out the opposition. And then once we'd kind of figured out how they were set up to play, we then started to slowly settle into that match, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think after about 22, 23 minutes, we were about there. Referee was awful today, as were the assistants. I don't know if they buckled under the pressure, but they were giving everything Southampton's way, I felt. I don't know if you felt the same. The the key one, there are a couple of bookings that I don't think were even fouls, but the one that really ground my gears was when Bamford got taken down by the goalie, by McCarthy. He's been honest and played on clearly with nothing else to do, couldn't do anything, and he's got punished for being honest. Yeah, that was really harsh, and, and he was obviously making that point to the ref when he just sort of saying, well, look, honesty's got me nowhere in this situation. Because he wasn't, by letting it run, he wasn't in like a goal-scoring opportunity because his nah. angle was tight and everything. So it's, it's like, what what is the rule there? Like, he, he should be allowed and should pull that back to be a penalty, really. Angle tight, no support play, on his weak foot with a defender next to him. Yep. I agree. So, it should have been a penalty. It was glorious to see him score, especially as we've been bagging one keeper for poor decisions. And it's a really bad decision from former Leeds United shot stopper Alex McCarthy, who really should have done so much better with that from Bamford. And Bamford scored. 
Yeah, it was a it was a really good finish actually, wasn't it? Megs. Big time Megs. Very good. And I was chuffed for him because a few minutes before that he'd obviously got he was like pretty much knocked his head clean off, hadn't he? So uh and he got up in the end. Double hard is Paddy B. Mega hard. I pointed out to you as well in that game, who does Patrick Bamford remind you of? And you agreed, didn't you? Who does he remind you of? Diego Lorente. They look the same. It's the way they run and they've got floppy hair. Yeah, like slightly bouffant type hair. Lorente was in beast mode today too, carrying out from the back. He's a very good player. Yeah, he's good. He Speaking of assured, he is assured, isn't he? I am very, very happy though, which I think for me is the biggest talking point of the game to see who he, came, who he came off for and who came on for him. How beautiful was it to see that little sexy Swiss bastard in a lead shirt in the Premier League? Gaetano! What a lad Gaetano Berardi is. I just... I said to you, didn't I? We were like, oh, I wonder who's going to get on, blah, blah, blah. And the best thing about him was I forgot he was playing. He was playing that well. Yeah. Because sometimes he's hot-head and goes mad for it, which is why I love him. But today... I think his man was Ings. I could be wrong. Come at me if I'm wrong, people. But you couldn't even, like, tell. He was just dominating and bossing without doing anything. He was really quiet, assured again. Yeah, he was really good. Um, like you say, he, he did hit the nail on the head, unfortunately, which is never nice. Boom. When you said he's just been very quiet and just doing his job, which is exactly what you want from him because sometimes he goes out with a bang, doesn't he? Would you give him another year based on that 45 minutes? <laughs> another exhibition year. <laughs> um, I, it's difficult to know what sort of impact people like Berardi have on the club behind the scenes. And I suspect he probably does. And you think, yeah, is there a place for him here on the pitch? You've got a question like us building the team, haven't you? And going to the next level. I, I think he's great. And from what I hear, people respect him probably because he's a mad bastard and they're scared of him. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it'd be nice to have him around the club. And you think if he can still add something to it all, then definitely. And obviously we're all delighted for Tyler Roberts getting his goal. He still tried to cock it up, bless him, poor lad. He loves to pass into the net though, doesn't he? His finish was beautiful, but before he, he needed that goal. I'm so glad he's got it because he'll be so much more calm in front of goal next time because when he first had it it's like give the ball to Jack let Jack do it or don't fan him twat it and he was fannying and lost the ball you know what I mean though about passing it into the net don't you it's like there's that one oh, at Hull it's finesse it's finesse you said there's that one at Hull away and there's one at home that, that sticks in mind but I can't remember who it is against and yeah he's yeah he does deserve it he, de- he definitely does and uh, you know what I liked about both our goals when they went in was how quiet it was. No, oh, there was beautiful, beautiful. How quiet. It was like, yes, have a bit of that. You could even hear the referee crying that we'd scored. Yeah. What a div. Just quickly touch on Southampton. They were pretty poor, weren't they? They they seemed like they were all bark, no bite. They attacked well and couldn't do anything with it towards the end. I don't I don't remember being especially threatened by anything they actually did, apart from when Ward Prowse had a free kick in a dangerous area. Can you remember anything they did that you kind of went, oh, bloody hell, here we go. It was like running, but not knowing what to do with it. Not really, but I think that's because we just defended well. I think at times we were a bit sloppy with our passing. I don't know, I'd have to look at the stats where it felt like some things weren't coming off, but overall... Plenty, plenty. But overall, yeah, defense, defensively, I thought we were good, just sturdy. And I thought Dallas had a bit of an off day for him, you know, like he's usually like pretty high standard, but his actual defensive work was just brilliant. And even even like, you know, coming from the attacking more attacking players, you could say, like Rafinha, his defending was class as well. So, yeah, I, I just think we sort of 
snuffed them out really a bit, didn't we? Yeah, it was a very professional performance. And that's really nice to see from Leeds United, didn't it? They went eighth tonight. Yeah, that's mad. Eighth. One game to go. We could finish on 59 points. We should finish on 59 points. And if we finish on 59 points, I think it'll be the highest total in 20 years of a newcomer into the Premier League. We've been the best. For me, there's no questions asked there. Well, we say like Wolves had that good season a few years ago. They finished on 57. We're on 56. If we don't beat West Brom, there's something seriously wrong. I think I said (laughs) before the Burnley game that we should be getting nine points. Should be. Didn't say we would, but we should. Just tell me to shut up. What I do know, though, is that Europe is still on. (laughs) Don't, Don't do this. Don't do it. Just need West Ham to cock up and Everton to cock up the last two games and Europe's ours. We could conquer it. What's the new competition called? The European Bin League or something? You got to look at the whole Europe thing, and I and I oh, do. Here he is. No, no, because I, I I I like I can I see both sides of it. Because like I would love to be in Europe. How good would it be? It'd be class, unreal. But going on what Paul always says about it, and just the way the club are kind of looking at things as well, we've sort of overspent this year, like on budget. Who cares? But do you know what I'm saying? Like to get into Europe, we would have to spend probably big again because we'd have to. F- make the squad bigger to last all the amount of games. Oh, just let the kids play. <laughs> the second string's done all right today. Fuck it, let's go to Europe. <laughs> yes, they want the second string. I, I kind of get what you're saying, mate, but we, we could have a second second season syndrome and get relegated anyway. I, I don't think we will, but if we're going to go down, might as well go down in Europe, innit? You know what I mean? Well, we're right with predictions. I said 2-1, you said 3-0. You said 3-0 in the end, didn't you? I think I said 2-0 Southampton, and then I went 3-0 Leeds. <laughs> So you get you get swept up in the excitement. On that, it's one nil leads. We almost did get a third, to be fair. Should have done. A good save. He had to do something right, McCarthy, bless him, didn't he? Yeah, Bamford was good in the build up to that. Um and Rafinha absolutely lashed it, didn't he? Yeah. It, it today was a really good performance. It it showed how much we've matured in the Premier League so far. Cause we, we were very solid rather than just going all full fat against the wind. And today we've kind of shown patience and quality and defended very, very well. Another thing I found funny observation, don't know if you saw this, but we're in the 90th odd minute and there's fans leaving early. Oh, it's like, like how, how long have you waited to be in a ground? You've got, you've, you've just won the ballot to see the first game back and you're like, I've missed this disappointment. I'm leaving. (laughs) Yeah. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? Honestly, if anyone, bearing in mind, I don't have a ticket for the West Brom game. If I hear of anyone leaving early, I will be so pissed off. And they can't even say it's to beat the traffic because only 8,000. <laughs> exactly. There's no excuses. Stay there till the end. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you what, I'll be there till the end, clapping off Pablo and clapping off Gaetano. They're not the staying forever. I hope so, mate. They are. Go on then, who's your man of the match? Easy, Bamford. Yeah? Do you know what? He didn't have the best game in the world, but he bounced back quickly from some bad moments and he finished his chance really well. And like I say, that effort at the the end is where he passed it to Rafinha. I just thought he did everything right that he could. Like, you know, in the last few games, he's not really had much of the ball or got into it much. But when he did get into it today, he was just, you know, on point. So not everyone was 100% today and it did feel like a few passes, like I say, were just going astray. And But when he got his chances or when he got the ball, he was always doing something effective with it and he was the best on the field for me. And I think Kiko had a good game as well, to be fair. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going with Bamford, I'm afraid. I, I think he did well. I think he had a good game, but I think you touched on it there for me is that it was a bit of a 
I don't say half ass performance because the energy was there, but the attacking play that I was giving it big licks for before was just a little bit off. Well, was, we didn't really mention, but Vestergaard, he, he had a, a really good game, didn't he? It reminded me of the Man City game where maybe one of our tactics was to let John Stones run at us and yeah. caught him out. Vestergaard seemed to have a bit of a free roll. I don't know if we're trying that one. I, I ain't got a clue. But we just seemed a little bit off today. There wasn't anybody really who took the game by the scruff of the neck. I think Bamford's endeavour, you're right, is probably what's got him man of the match for you. But just for pure enjoyment factor, I'm going with Luke Aylin. I thought he played very well. Always has a smile on his face. The Aylin flop's brilliant. It winds people up. He's another player who's stepped up from the championship and just gone to the next level. And he's a joy to watch. And I think he's great. And just the fact that he was laughing at that guy, as it's Stuart Armstrong, I think, was it? He went down in the area. Yeah. I can't remember what play he was. Oh, yeah. He's gone a down. clear Luke Aylin he's flop. He's the Aylin flop. He's run on to try and score and he's just laughed in his face. Then the ref seen him and Aylin's gone, what are you on about? And he started laughing again once the ref turned his back. So, Kudos. Yeah, yeah Bill, fair play. I think there's only one word to say for this, isn't there? It's got to be assured. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, fair play. Assured. An assured victory, an assured performance. Just good. Yeah. Because we weren't that great last time out against Southampton, to be fair. We weren't today. Yeah, well, yeah, and but it's come off. Nice one, Leeds. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing that annoys me now, is that for me, if we'd beaten Brighton in, a, in two very similar games like we had against Southampton, we'd be in Champions League spots now. I think, is that good maths or bad maths? You're near enough, it'll do. We'd be them, and maybe another one. We'd we'd, probably we'd, in we would probably be in and around. If we, if we, if we got twelve points from Wolves and Brighton, mm. we'd yeah, be yeah, definitely. third, I think. But yeah, and you can't you can't play like that because there's games that we shouldn't have had a prayer in. But but it is it is that though, isn't it? And you think the challenge is going to be next season, isn't it? How do we like maintain this and build on it? But you, you know, build on it is four more victories, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's beating some of those teams that we should have beaten. Yeah. But it, it is emulating some of those performances we've had this year is going to be no easy feat. Yeah, there's a few names flying around that could come in and and we have got some decent youth players sitting there waiting. Geldhart, Greenwood. Yeah, it could be exciting. I'm excited for next season. I hope everything goes planned with like the lockdown easing and all that sort of stuff and we can all get into games. But, you know, we, we are only 12 weeks away from new season at the minute. Oh. And the players are going to have a short break and then they'll be back in doing murder ball in five or six weeks. Yeah, Calvin bringing the uh, Euros trophy with him. Although he was limping off at the end tonight. Was he? Yeah, Mr. Pope tweeted a photo of him limping. Uh, well, hopefully get rested for next season, Calv. Right, next time out, Paul and I will be at Ellen Road. Sadly, without James. Have a lovely time. I'm not rubbing it in. I don't hate you. I know you don't. No, have a good time. Make the most of it. Don't walk out early. Fans back at Ellen Road. Cannot wait. We'll bring you something from there. Take it easy. See you soon. All the very best. Network.